from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. Tuesday, January 9th, 2023. I come to all y'all from the beautiful state of South Carolina and join some, uh, I'd love to say R&R, but I'm not on R&R. Uh, a, a, an amazing business trip brought me here and, and I'll, I'll be doing a show all week with the ocean right behind my back. So I guess, you know, I can't complain. Thank you all for tuning in to our live show this morning. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, tw- uh, Twitter now, X, Rumble, anywhere you get your uh, podcast content or on your favorite podcast listening platform like Google, Spotify, Apple, and so many others that are out there that help us get this content to you to listen or watch. So thanks so much for tuning in this morning. We've got a packed show today, so we're going to get right into it. Now, our Substack's right in front of you. A lot of exclusive content on our Substack. The beauty of Substack, though, is you get one of these. Now, for those who know, I've been doing this show for almost five years now. I've constantly traveled, and when I travel, it's always hard to find an espresso. Not when you got our espresso travel mug, because I've got an espresso right here this morning, because I could go down and get it and keep it warm enough until we get the show going. So without further ado, join me for a Coffee Cup Cheers this morning. All right, go ahead and get started. We've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, let's go ahead and get going with Turkey uh, observed targeting numerous public and private entities in Netherlands for intelligence gathering, according to the Dutch incident uh, response provider Hunt and Hackett. Over the past year, an APT actor tracked the sea turtle or cosmic wolf or one of the 732,000 names that we give threat actors and, and APTs has been seen targeting government, telecom, media, and NGO entities, along with ISPs and IT service providers in the country of the Netherlands as part of an espionage campaign. Sea Turtle has been mainly focused on telecoms, media, ISP, and IT services organization and targeted Kurdish websites, websites, including some that are PKK-affiliated. Obviously, for those who don't know, Turkey uh, has for years been committing genocide against the Kurds, constantly attacking them and killing them. Um, the Kurds were instrumental, by the way, in the, in the fight against ISIS. Um, and so... Um, the Turks uh, are, are showing their uh, uh, definite true color in order to ensure that they oppress those people and commit genocide. The infrastructure of targets was susceptible to supply chain and island hopping attacks, which the attack group used to uh, collect politically motivated information like PII on minority groups and potential political dissents, according to the firm. The APT, the APT likely used the stolen information for either surveillance or intelligence gathering in line with previously detailed tactics observed in sea turtle attacks against organizations in Europe, Middle East, and North Africa. This is essentially the Chinese playbook on uh, Uyghur descendants as well as how they keep track of expats globally. Hunt and Hackett also observed the threat actor executing defense evasion techniques to avoid being detected. They've also observed collecting potentially sensitive data such as email archives. Their modest operandi includes intercepting internet traffic to victim websites and potentially granting unauthorized access to government networks and other organizations. Sea Turtle was initially uh, detailed in 2019. It stood out because of its complex DNS hijacking techniques at the time. Uh, it's been associated with the government of Turkey. And so they're up there as well wiper malware is becoming more and more mainstream 
if you recall, when the war between Russia and Ukraine broke out back in February of uh, a few years ago, of 2022, we're, we're, we're nearly two years into the war between Russia and Ukraine. Um, wiper malware was one of the things that Russia brought into the battlefield to kind of change the game up. And clearly at the time, we, we all understood that that was just going to be a... Uh, the beginning of us seeing more and more wiper malware. We saw that since October 7th and the Hamas attacks on Israel and then the subsequent kind of, you know, the the axis of Iran and its and its jokers uh, essentially deploying, trying to deploy wiper malware against Israeli companies. Well, now we're seeing that the Iran attack on Albania that we talked about back in December is used actual wiper malware that researchers are calling no justice the attacks to the iranian threat actors homeland justice targeted the albanian parliament two local telecoms one albanian eagle mobile and albania's flag carrier air albania the attackers claim to have stolen data from the targeted systems but the claim has not been confirmed uh, israeli cybersecurity firm clear sky identified two main tools used in the campaign no justice which can crash the targeted windows os in a way that it cannot be rebooted and a powershell script designed to copy and propagate the wiper to other machines in organizational networks before its activation no justice had a valid digital signature to appear legitimate and required administrator privileges to wipe the data from the victim's computers the attackers likely used publicly available tools for the attack including a set of network communication software utilities called Plink, a tool named RefSox, employed for data exfil, command and control, or maintaining persistence access in a compromised networks, and a Windows 2000 resource kit, sorry, which can be used for reconnaissance and persistence remote access. The extent of the damage is not clear. However, local media in Albania is reporting that during the attack on the parliament, uh, attackers attempted to interfere with the infrastructure and delete data, but were unsuccessful. According to the Clear Sky report, the attack on Albanian parliament followed the publication of an image showing Albanian parliament members together with Miriam Rajavi, president of MEK, which is the Mujahideen El Khalik, which is an Iranian opposition group uh, uh, in Albania. And Albania, by the way, is ethnically Muslim. Uh, they, they, they're they very much against kind of the radical side of Islam for the most part. Uh, in September, Albania also reported that attackers linked to Iran's government targeted computer systems used by the national police to track individuals entering and leaving the country. Um, Iran sees Albania as a major player there as well. So again, wiper. What, what we're starting to see this morning is essentially kind of the geopolitical game really dominating the cybersecurity threat landscape. And if you're anywhere within those crosshairs, you're a target wiper malware is now becoming more and more relevant it's in the hands of the iranians meaning it moved from russia to iran from iran it's going to roll out to other criminals who will hold uh, imagine that this this version of ransomware where we're going to give you 12 hours to pay us or we're going to deploy wiper malware and wipe everything and if you don't have backups or if you don't have the right backups you stand to have to pay that ransom if nothing else that's the new version of ransomware that's coming to a company near you in 2024 not saying that to to, to bestow fear or, or fud or anything of that nature it's just the the truth of the fact of what's going on globally today the people's republic of uh korea aka north korea 
has plundered $600 million in cryptocurrency in 2023, according to TRM Labs that said that they were uh, responsible for nearly a third of all funds stolen in crypto attack last year, despite a 30% reduction from their $850 million haul. They hauled in $600 million last year. So overall, they've, they've stolen around $3 billion in crypto since 2017 so we see the north koreans continuously target crypto in order to finance their illicit activities in order to evade sanctions and everything else that's going on there if you're in the crypto space or if you're invested in crypto you want to make sure to protect yourself in a few different ways one always make sure you've got an mfa never download something or add something to your wallet that you're not sure of constantly be on the lookout all right, and don't make something too complex that you forget it, but also don't make it too easy for someone to guess, including your passwords or passphrases. QNAP Systems, based out of Taiwan on Friday, announced a series of patches for a dozen vulnerabilities across its product portfolio involving several high-severity flaws in its OS. The first high-severity issue, CVE 2023-39-296, is described as a prototype pollution flaw. It does allow remote attackers to override existing attributes with ones that have an incompatible type, which may cause the system to crash the bug affects several versions of QTS, including 5.1.x, and then the hero versions H5.1.x, and was resolved with the release of 5.1.3.2578 build 2023-1110. So um, that's been there. There's also additional CVEs and additional patches. The two other high severity flaws were addressed with the Q Maggie release 2.2.1, CVE 2023-47559er across site scripting flaw, and CVE 2023-47560, an OS command injection defect. You want to make sure to get your QNAP devices patched. Yesterday, we let off with the Lone Depot cyber attack. We now have confirmed, thanks to the AK filed with the SCC, that it is a ransomware attack at this time. Lone Depot is not saying if they've had any sort of data leak. They're still uh, going through the forensics and early detection parts of it. They joined Mr. Cooper as the latest mortgage company to suffer a ransomware attack. Iranian crypto uh, has been exposed, according to researchers from Cyber News, that an oversight in Bit24.cash's uh, Min.io left unprotected and open online S3 buckets storing user verification documents, including consent letters, passport information, and credit card details uh, that exposed several Iranians, uh, many Iranians who trade on the platform's data. Again, misconfigured S3 bucket, basic, basic stuff that, you know, with, with the right focus would have not happened. The official Netgear and Hyundai MEA Twitter, or AKA X accounts, with around 160,000 followers, were the latest to be hijacked. If you remember, last week, Mandiant had their X account hijacked by criminals promoting a crypto type of investment opportunity. Um, but really what it was was a cryptocurrency wallet drainer malware. Hyundai has already regained access to their account, cleaned up the timeline of all the links, pointing X users Two malicious websites, Netgear has yet to take control of theirs, with some of the attackers' tweet replies still available. The attackers renamed, renamed the account of Hyundai Middle East and Africa to impersonate Overworld, which describes itself as a cross-platform multiplayer RPG backed by Binance Lab. Um, likely because it's frequently impersonated in similar scam, Overworld often warns its Twitter followers saying, please exercise caution and stay clear of those impersonating our accounts. Both of those accounts were taken over and crypto scams altogether. 
MFA on your social media account team, MFA on your social media account. And finally, we'll end this morning's show with this detailed uh, expose uh, in the Netherlands by uh, Volskrenet on the stocks net virus, which was unleashed in, unleashed in 2008 against the Iranian nuclear program. Uh, according to uh, many, a now what's coming true is that a Dutch spy was used to release the Stuxnet virus into the Iranian nuclear infrastructure. The Dutch government told Volksrant, Volksrant, uh, sorry, that the government understood that then 36-year-old Eric von Saban was working to sabotage the Iranian nuclear project. However, they had no, there was no knowledge of a cyber weapon uh, of Stuxnet's consequence being used. As part of the proceeding, the report detailed that Van Staben, working as an Iranian engineer, accessed an underground nuclear facility in Nantes, installed the Stuxnet virus, ultimately leading to the damaging nuclear centrifuges, setting back the effort by several years. The malware was likely hidden in a water pump. He installed, according to the report, uh, shortly after he installed that, a few weeks later, he died in a motorcycle accident. According to the report, no foul play was suspected in his motorcycle accident in Dubai. Um, and there's, it remains unclear whether or not he was aware that he was deploying Stuxnet or whether he was just someone they used for the uh, attack itself. So some more shedding light on Stuxnet and kind of, you know, we've all heard the conference stories. Oh, they left a bunch of USBs in the parking lot and that's how they got it in. Um, we're getting more and more to the truth uh, some 15 years later. And hopefully we'll get the full story of Stuxnet at some point that it'll be declassified and we can actually uh, do a case study on that as well. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow 9 a.m. with all the latest and greatest. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.